In a world where 80s is considered retro, comics now dominate the movies, and toys grace the shelves of every IT call center, we are the The Near Mint Fanboys. Welcome to episode 7 of the Near Mint Fanboys podcast. That's right, lucky number 7. And uh, this is Fred here. I'm uh, joined here again with uh, co-host Brian. Hey guys, how y'all doing? How's it going? And uh, what's Chase up to? Uh... Well, he's uh works in the airport in uh in San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> he uh works for the uh, the duty-free stores handling like the magazine stores, but he's like uh he's manager so he kind of goes all around to all the different stores in the there in the airport. He uh he works a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was, <laughs> I hope he listened to the last episode where we gave him a shout out. <laughs> I don't know, and I, I, I don't know if I re- uh, remembered to tell him that we had gotten it up yet. Oh, yeah. But okay. I, I will do that the next time I talk to him. It just It's kind of, uh, it's been a, a little bit of time between texts between me and him. In fact, oh, yeah. actually, I was talking to him today, uh, today. about uh, all the stuff that showed up at E3, the new Spider-Man game, the new Assassin's Creed, and yeah. uh, some of the other new games that are coming out, the, uh, the Ghosts of... Something I, a Japanese name, but it looks like a, uh, a feudal Japan Uncharted. Oh yeah. Um, the Last of Us Two, which looked incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were kind of bouncing back and forth, uh, all those things uh, that we'd seen. That's cool. So, yeah, I've been following that. I've been getting seeing a lot of people at work, uh, being distracted by E3 coverage all all week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that Spider-Man game, I think like that that's the only reason I'm going to buy a PS4, even though I've been even though I I I did that Kickstarter for Battle Chasers and I have the uh-huh. PS, the PS4 version of that, and still have not bought a PS a PlayStation 4, but I am definitely going to get one in time for that Spider-Man game to be out. Oh, and then they announced uh, uh, the Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> looks incredible. Yeah, uh, they're up to three on those. Well, three's been a long time coming. Oh yeah. I'm gonna get another PS4 for just for the Spider-Man game, but they're supposed. There's been rumors of them dropping a uh, a Spider-Man themed console with the release of the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna be one of those pro consoles or whatever, and I'm like, I want that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of those like a, a terabyte hard drive on it or something. Yeah. Well, nowadays it's not hard to. To, even if you get one of the smaller ones, it it's not that hard to swap in a a, a terabyte hard drive. It just you know cost you another hundred and twenty bucks to oh, yeah. to put one in. You can even they even now have like plug and play hard drives for PlayStation. So oh really? Well that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I need to get in. I need to get on that. There's so many games out there. Plus they have that. Uh, they're about to release that uh Sega classic game. The the disc that has like fifty games on it or something. Yeah. Yeah. 
because I'm like I keep debating on buying like one of those like what they sell at Walmart that has like 40 Sega games on it or yeah I saw that one uh, the other day when I walked in there and I was like I was really tempted because yeah. it has one of my favorite Sega games on there Shining Force oh yeah uh, and I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah I wanted it because it has like uh like Shinobi 2 and Altered Beast uh-huh. on it it's like hmm it's a good thing there's a 24 hour Walmart not far from here because I may go down there right. after after we record I mean. Man, there's a lot of cool video game stuff coming, and it's it's. I know people have said it for years, but it's it's truly becoming an art form in in the fact that there's almost no difference between the cutscenes and the actual gameplay nowadays. Yeah, what's that Star Wars game that uh not Battlefront but the Old Republic, the one that had like all those really cool oh. cutscenes about like the Jedi and the Sith fighting at the temple and stuff. Yep. Oh, I love those those cutscenes or cinematics or whatever. It was like man. I'll watch that whole 15 minutes of just that footage strung together. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Well, I had a couple of things of business to to get out of the way before we start the episode uh, proper okay. here. Uh, one thing I wanted to, uh, I meant to tell you this the last time we recorded, I didn't get around to it, but um, I did a, on our uh, Twitter page, I did a, a giveaway of one of those uh, uh, Deadpool photobomb Blu-rays. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you, know, and you uh, have to have you send me your address because I have the, those the ones that you wanted. The, oh got those yeah, I need to send you. But I did a, a giveaway in an attempt to try to get you know boost our our follower numbers on there because I seem to be more active on Twitter than I am on Facebook for some reason. Okay. Uh, but so I but I'll, I have another one that I'll I'll we'll try to do on Facebook. Um, but on Twitter I did the uh, Predator uh, Deadpool photobomb cover giveaway. Nice. Uh, and the the rules were that you know they had the uh, retweet uh, that tweet that we were giving it away and follow us and, you know, keep following us. And then, you know, we had about like 18 people uh, follow us and participate. So I did a random drawing uh, last week because I was going to announce it uh, the last time that we recorded. Uh, but I did a use the random number generator on Google and um, and I, I announced the winner. I already shipped it. And he, he the guy got it and posted a picture of the uh, the Blu-ray on, on our uh, Twitter page. So I told him I'd give him a shout out on the episode. So. It's a guy named Vincent uh, from California. Uh, you can follow him at, uh, at Spartan559, the regular spelling of Spartan, you know, like 300. Right. Uh, but he was our winner, and he's still a follower of her, so I just wanted to give him a shout-out and say congratulations for winning. Yeah, congratulations, Vincent. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and, uh, and another thing, um, in this part, I'm, I may have to cut out just because I haven't gotten uh, – the uh, permission to say if I can say it on here, but I've had um, gone back and forth a little bit with uh, uh, Battle Chasers creator uh, Joe Madeira. Oh, uh, cool! On, on Twitter, uh, a, a couple times, <laughs> but for this one, uh, I we I'm we may have a uh, like a cosplay ambassador. Okay. Uh, by the name of Ireland Reed, and she was actually at the Dallas. Uh, fan days or uh, whichever the, whatever the name of the convention is here I always forget the name of it the, um, it, it's changed yeah, fan it's days changed, uh, fan expo uh, the one yeah, point it was yeah yeah I think it's fan expo now that I, I'm trying to I see my wristband from this past year so I was just like oh she she could do like Red Monica cosplay from Battle Chasers and uh, she and I uh, both tweeted Joe uh, to get his, you know, his right. blessing on that, and you know, he replied back saying he's like, yeah, that would be great. So, and that was this afternoon. So I was, 
And it's pretty popular. So, yeah, so if anybody wants to follow her, I mean, she's got way more followers than we'd ever hope to get. But you can follow her sure. at Ireland Reed, proper spelling of Ireland. And, uh, and earlier this week, you know, she said that she would be honored to be our cosplay ambassador. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, uh, Ireland. I, yeah, I haven't met you or talked to you yet, but uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll have to, her, uh, you know, give her what, her what her duties would be as an ambassador for the Near Mid Fan. Well, and then, of course, uh, Joe Madeira, you can follow him on Twitter at uh, Joe Mad X. And, 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 thank, and, and tell him thank you for blessing us with uh, what could be a cool cosplay. Yeah, thanks, Joe. I know both me and Freddie have been a big fan of your stuff for a long time. Yeah. So, absolutely. We were just talking just a few minutes ago. We have that, have that Battle Chasers Night War game that uh, that I, I I promise I will buy a PS4 and start playing it. I've been, <laughs> I was playing the beta version uh, on Windows for a while until they shut that down, but it was it was a pretty awesome game from the uh, the beta that I was able to play. You know, it's. Uh, do you have any any other things? Because I think it's kind of funny that we're there. Hear it uh, talking about Joe Madden and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But do you have any other uh, housekeeping kind of new stuff? Uh, as far as uh, related to us, no, that was that was it for housekeeping. Well, yeah. I, again, I, I think it's kind of funny to start you know ending this with Joe Madden when mm-hmm. talking about that. You know, when one of the first things I art wise I remember him doing was the uh, <clears throat> the uh, Deadpool uh, circle. Was it Circle Chase? No, that was the second one. It was the first Deadpool miniseries that he did the artwork for that had uh, the the villains in it, Black Tom and things like that. It was the first time Deadpool had showed up in uh, uh, outside of the X-Force comics or oh, yeah. other things. It was his first first series, but Joe Mad did the artwork for that. It oh, was really? one of the first pieces of work that I remember seeing from him and falling in love with his stuff yeah. at that point. Yeah, I mean, you had his like, you know, his first appearance in in New Mutants, and then he shows up in X Force and a couple times, and then this was the first time he had a comic series. I can't remember what it's. Called. I can't remember what the name of the the title of the uh, the miniseries was, but it was like a four issue miniseries. It had it was you know typical typical '90s stuff. Had the embossed covers yeah, and everything right. like that. <laughs> And I just remember vividly his rendition of uh, Black Tom Cassidy in it and just thinking, man, that's really cool. I mean, I never thought of Black Tom as a cool character, but he drew him and it just looked incredible. Yeah. I, you know. that up. I was never that big in the Deadpool back in those days, but I'm surprised because I was a big fan of Joe Madeira in those days. So I'm surprised I never picked it up, but I'll have to pull it up on Amazon. Oh, is this it? Yeah, it looks like Deadpool, the Circle Chase. Circle Chase. It was called the Circle Chase. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there was a second miniseries that that I think Ian Churchill did the artwork for, and then after that it went into his first ongoing series, which is uh, Joe Kelly wrote, mm-hmm. and that's where the uh, breaking the fourth wall stuff really started oh, coming really? into play. And that's, in my opinion, you know, thank God, Liefeld, you know, created Deadpool and everything. And, yeah. And we'd go all into all that stuff and everything. But uh, in my opinion, Joe Kelly's really who fleshed out Deadpool to the character he is today. Yeah. Now, he was always kind of a smart-alecky character, but never like that whole, you know, fourth-wall-breaking type, Bugs Bunny-type character. 
that, that yeah. we all know and love now, thanks to, and that's all thanks to Joe Kelly. So how long have you been drawing comic books? So I was about seven years old, little kid. What did your parents think about it? They hated it. They hated it. Oh, yeah. After I, I got a job and they saw that you can make a living out of Thursday, you'll hear no complaints anymore. And you created X-Force? Mm -hmm. So what is this drawing on? This is the Spike Man. And what's this right here? This is the camera on top of your head that will record the wrongdoings of others. So Rob, have you had any formal art training? No. Just uh, a lot of imagination, I think. Wait, so, so I say it and then look down? Or just open it and say it? Fly button? Well, while we're on the subject of Deadpool, do you want to go over uh, your thoughts well, on, on on Deadpool 2 that came out not too long ago? Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's a great transition into into that. You know, uh, uh, you know, I took my brother-in-law and we went and saw this because I knew my wife kind of enjoyed the first movie and everything like that. And with me and Chase not living in the same town anymore, it's kind of hard for us to get together and go see movies, but I really wanted to go see this the night it came out. Yeah. And so I took him and went and saw it and man, I hadn't laughed so hard in a movie in a long time. <laughs> I don't even think I laughed that hard in the first Deadpool movie. There yeah. was just so <laughs> much stuff in this film. Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. I liked the, uh, it kind of lost me somewhere in the, the middle. I like the opening or like the, the opening scene. And then the, the whole like James Bond uh -huh. title sequence, I thought was really awesome. It, it, and some, I mean, it was super funny. I loved all the, the Easter eggs and stuff like that. But uh, part of it, like it almost turned into just like a regular, like, like action movie where I was just like, where's, where's the laughs? Like, well, like once, once Cable showed up, who, who I love, I thought Josh Brolin did awesome. I didn't realize like how small he was, like how short he was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just so used to him being with like the Goonies. Yeah. Right. Being the older well, brother. You know, you talk about the, the action. I think, you know, cause me and Chase commented, uh, talked about this a little bit and I said, I really liked it. And I asked him, I said what he thought about it. He said, he said he liked it, but he didn't like it as much as the first one. He thought the first one was better. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, really? I mean, I, I, I thought the story in this one was so much better, you know, as far as a standpoint of uh, a character, you know, going through the, the things, you know, and then, you know, losing somebody and then having to go through all this stuff to, to, to try to get them back, you know, and then, you know, you have the turns with Cable, uh, you know, first he's a bad guy and then he's an ally yeah. uh, and then he's actually a friend, you know, uh, and I, I, I can see what you mean, you know, the, 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 the action movie and you lost some of the comedy in there, but there was enough stuff that I wasn't expecting in there that I don't think it lost me. Like, you know, and I guess we should have posted a spoilers review or <laughs> point of this. But when Juggernaut showed up, oh, yeah. holy cow, man! I I was I didn't know what to expect. I kept I kept being afraid that we were going to get. And I love Vinnie Jones, but I did not want to see Vinnie Jones yeah. Juggernaut oh, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and when Juggernaut showed up and finally you saw him, I was like, holy cow! They finally did this right. <laughs> He's huge, and he. Okay, yeah, he's obviously CG and everything like that. But, you know, nowadays I, you're just going to see CG stuff in films, yeah. and it's getting better and better. And whether it holds up over the test of time, I don't know. But Juggernaut looked like Juggernaut on the screen, and I was super yeah. happy about that. 
Yeah, me too. Did you were were you trying to guess like who they had in that cell? Well, or did you? Okay, did, when they, I'm trying to remember how the sequence of events went. Yeah, because I figured it out. I can't remember if they mentioned somebody big in the cell before we saw Black Tom Cassidy, or if it was after we saw Black Tom Cassidy. Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, I guess because like once you have Black Tom Cassidy. Yeah, for me, I was like, goes hand in hand with. <laughs> right, because that's like that's I said, a, that Deadpool miniseries, The Circle Chase, was Black Tom Cassidy and Juggernaut were his main villains in that in that deal. So it's yeah. kind of like them, you know, they kind of meshed some storylines together. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as soon as I knew that it was Black Tom Cassidy, again, I I can't remember what I saw first. If we saw that there was something big down there, or if it was, I think it was right before. Black Tom Cassidy showed up. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, when I saw Black Tom, I was like, oh, it's got to be Juggernaut. But I mean, I was like, surely they're not doing Juggernaut. I kept, you know, it, it kept going back and forth. I was like, no, they can't really be doing Juggernaut, you know. And but I couldn't think of anybody else that it could be after that. Yeah. <laughs> Part of me thought I was like, is it gonna? I was like, would they use Sabretooth? But that, like, that was just that was a fleeting thought, and the right. part of me actually thought Saran, like, but then that that's just me, like, coming, like, not nothing, yeah. nothing in the movie that led me to believe that, but just like me going through the Rolodex of like characters that they, that that could be in a cell like that, right? And then I was just later, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna let it happen. I'm not gonna think about it, and just <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. By the time they got to that uh, land train. Uh, you know, I, I, I'd kind of been like, you know, just whatever's going to happen, happen. Yeah. And at that point it's, there's the point where <laughs> he calls, uh, he calls cable one eyed Willie. And I think I was the only person who <laughs> laughed in the theater. Even my brother-in-law looked at me like, why are you laughing at that part? And I had to explain to him after him, I was like, he was in Goonies, you know, he called him one eyed <laughs> Willie and not only the, you know, he's got the, you know, techno organic guy and everything like that. Yeah. And I was like, it's just, it was so, it's such a deep cut. It <laughs> was just funny. And then, um, the other one that I, that just killed me was the, uh, the part where he's going through the X mansion and he's driving professor X's chair oh, yeah, and everything like knocking things over. And he says, I don't understand why there's not any, and why are you guys the only people here? And you see behind him the door with all the characters from the previous X-Men movies, and they just shut <laughs> just the shut door it. slowly. <laughs> yeah. I lost it. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, that was one of the funniest, the funnier parts. And then, of course, Negasonic Teenage Warhead is, she's amazing. I really, I really want them to do a film with just her and him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just nothing but their quips back and forth. <laughs> I, I'd rather see her in another film than Weasel again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. What'd you think of, of uh, X-Force and how they were how they were treated? <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> that one that one threw me for a loop. I was like, surely this is not gonna happen. And then uh and then they got the then at the end they got the thing to to turn back time, and I thought, oh, he's going to go save him. Yeah. No, he did not. Well, yeah, and only did the... you notice uh, some of the, the actors who they uh, were playing the different X-Force characters? Mm-hmm. Uh, Skarsgård uh, is his last name. I'm going to think, forget his first name. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, but he was the guy who vomited the stuff. I can't remember oh, what they yeah. called him. Yeah, he's one of, what's his name's, the younger Skarsgård brother. <laughs> yeah, he, he did the It movie. He's the clown. Yeah, the clown. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, uh, Brad Pitt was the... Oh, what was the invisible what was his name? Guy? The invisible, yeah, the invisible guy. Uh, oh, what's his? Um, the Vanisher. Yeah. <laughs> who is actually a a character in the X Men universe? Yeah. I'm not sure about the 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 guy who vomits stuff. That one I wasn't sure about. But all the other ones, you had Shatterstar, which I thought was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Terry Crews's character, who's an actual character mm-hmm. in the comics. Uh, but I was like, oh, wow, Terry Crews, we're going to get to see him do something. And nope. <laughs> yeah. Part of it, like that, that whole, their, their demise felt like very family guy to me. We we're just like, oh, yeah. this, is, this is turning into just like a, a family guy joke. Well, and it, it, it felt like here, we're doing all this just to introduce Domino. Yeah. Who was awesome. You know, <laughs> she was fantastic. And, and man, she, she, the quips and everything and just going right along with, uh, with Ryan Reynolds was fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, I felt like a lot of those characters were wasted yeah. on that. And, and especially Shatterstar. <laughs> Boy, they made him really douchey. <laughs> yeah. But it sucks because they, they would, they had like uh, clips and promotional material of the other characters, like doing right? stuff. And they're just like, Oh, okay, cool. Like you're going to see what, you know, Shatterstar, like rocket with those, those swords of his. I mean, because uh-huh. you know, I had bought the the Marvel Legends action figure a couple days before uh, before the movie came out. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna. I was I meant to take him to the theater with me, and I was gonna post a picture right. of Shatterstar, you know, oh. at the theater, and then nope. And that's another Liefeld original character. Yeah. You know, so I was expecting them to do a little more with him and everything, but no, you know. So I, if if I had one complaint about the movie, it would have been that that I felt like that yeah. was a. Like you said, a little too Family Guy, a little too here. Let's do all this, and yeah, we're just gonna yeah. kill him, you know. So it, it it felt like a wasted chance at some characters and yeah. everything like I, that. I do like that they kept his origin true, where he was, you know, he was from Mojo World, and they mentioned Mojo World in a movie. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I t- I kept I you know when he was doing that, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that that was cool. But yeah, Domino, I think. Coming coming out of that movie, I think Domino is probably like my favorite character out of that, and I, and I love you know Deadpool. I love Cable like more than any other X Men character, but like Domino came out on top for me and out of that whole movie. Yeah, and and getting to Cable, how they did him and and Josh Brolin, I I don't think you could have done him any better. I oh, yeah. he just was just fantastic. He had the right attitude towards the character, and just everything was just really it really meshed again with with what i know of deadpool and i'm not the the most versed on deadpool i just i i enjoyed the character initially in his in his first comic book series ongoing comic book series that joe kelly wrote and after that i kind of fell off the character and the things they've done with him since and everything like that until the movies came out yeah same here um but yeah, I, I man, there's so much to like about the movie. It was a lot of fun. Again, I thought the story was really well done. The stuff with the kid, the way everything kind of came back together, mm-hmm. and you know him realizing, you know, Deadpool making some realizations about being a hero and 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 yeah. things like that, and that, you know, all that was was 
I thought really well put together and a lot better written story than the first one was. Yeah. Again, no complaints about the first one. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's it's it was kind of just a straight up revenge flick. Yeah. You know. And I'll say like the first one is probably like to me the most rewatchable origin movie. Because like you know, because I'm not I'm not gonna watch like Spider-Man origin movies again. Like you know, the ones that I already have. Like I'm just like you know, I can skip that or, you know, like Batman Begins. I probably won't watch right. that again. But dead, the first Deadpool, like yeah, like there's so much in that movie where I'm just like yeah, yeah like, even and it's not really, I mean, because you know when the movie starts, he's already Deadpool, and then they kind of right. interweave flashbacks to get to a certain point in the movie, and then the movie takes off from there. And then in this one, oh my gosh, like you don't even have to have any kind of. Like, no, I mean, I think it just goes into the action. Yeah, he, he kind of he doesn't even really do like a, a quick recap or anything. They yeah. just kind of they go flow right into it. Yeah. Um, you know, back to your origin story comment. You know, I, I, I agree with you to one point. I really enjoy the Doctor Strange origin movie. It's probably my oh, favorite yeah. origin movie next to the Deadpool one. Yeah. Um, but I just I like the way that one looks and everything. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the, the Deadpool man, there was just a lot to like of it. There's a lot in there, and I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that even I didn't see, and I felt like I caught a lot of the little references and mm-hmm. and things like that. But there was so much in there. Yeah. You know, um, and and then, <laughs> uh, and uh, I love the little interaction between uh, Deadpool and, and uh, uh, was it Yoko or Yuriko? Oh yeah. The Negasonic's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Man, she cracked me up. Hi Wade. <laughs> <laughs> she had like the least lines in the movie, but she, yeah. But, oh, and then, and then the fight between Colossus and Juggernaut was oh just fantastic. Was awesome. I wish it could have been a few more scenes with that, but I really <laughs> enjoyed that too. <laughs> Like I said, there's for me there was so much about it that I enjoyed because again the first movie is really good. I, I'm not bashing it at all. Yeah. I I just think this was an improvement, and in a lot of ways, he he kept true to what he was doing in the in the first one and just and just yeah. kept that momentum going into this one, but it just had a little bit more intriguing story. I don't. I don't know that they could have done anything else with the story that would have made me want to watch it even more. You know, yeah. I mean, it just it kept me engaged, entertained. It kept me into the film, which that's hard to say about a lot of sequels. Yeah. Um, you know, especially you know even the Marvel sequels. You know, uh, Avengers two. That one, you know, there's some parts in that one. While I really like it, there's some parts in it where I'm like, I kind of took me out of the movie a little bit. Yeah. I can't say that about this one. I yeah. it it really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I'll definitely. I mean, I highly recommend it. I, I think it's. I will say next to Logan, it's probably the best of the X Men. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I know a lot of people love X Men too, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and everything like that. And I like X Men too, but I think they. Going into too much, I think they made some mistakes in that movie that they they never could have they they couldn't recover from. Yeah, no, uh, I haven't watched that movie in so long. Okay. <laughs> you know, but uh, I you know for me for the X Men movies, 
Apocalypse was really good, uh, uh, or Age of Apocalypse was really good, and Days of Future Past were good, but but Logan was was pinnacle. I yeah. mean, that one's fantastic. And for me, this Deadpool movie, as far as staying true to a character, is right under Logan. Yeah. Do you think the uh, the ending credit scene is going to count? Because <laughs> uh, my thing I, is, if it does count, then that negates the whole movie. Yeah. If he goes back in time, saves Vanessa after learning his lesson about, you know, letting go and, you know, growing into the, the, you know, the hero he's supposed to be and stuff like that. And then, you know, at the end of the movie, he's just like, nope, I still can't do it without her. Which, given the opportunity, I think anybody would do the same thing. But well, uh, you know, it's 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 a very Deadpool-esque story. Yeah. You know that he he is pretty selfish at heart. You know. <laughs> and so while he goes through all this big thing and goes through his art, by the end, he always comes back to being himself. Yeah. So it felt very much like a story arc in one of the comic books <laughs> that, you know, he knows this is not real and he's in this fantasy world and he, in a way he can manipulate that to his own devices. Yeah. And I, I think that shows that in that. And, all the stuff they did in those in indie credit scenes were were hilarious, and you know, I, there's I think he's even said this other thing that doesn't expect there to be a third one, I guess. Yeah. You know, so that's why I kind of went out with a bang in the with the end credits, you know, by shooting Ryan Reynolds in the head before <laughs> seeing when reading the Green Lantern uh, <laughs> script and and killing the the Deadpool from the X-Men origins, uh, Wolverine and, uh, you know, so if anything, I'd like to see him maybe not necessarily do another Deadpool movie, but transition the Deadpool character into some of the X-Men films. Yeah. But man, I think that would also be hard to do because I think Ryan Reynolds would steal the show no matter what you put him in. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my question about the, the, uh, X-Force movie. Since the you know the the only three people cast of course is uh you know Cable Domino and Deadpool, right? Uh, for X Force, like do you think that that movie they'll you know it'll be sh- done as just you know a regular X Men movie with Deadpool as you know as a second tier character or is he still I mean he'll probably steal the show but I'm just curious like if you think that the it's still going to be like all those fourth wall breaks and um. Like will, will will that will X Force essentially be Deadpool three? Right. Well, it, it probably will be. You know, it's. I think there's a couple of ways you can you can go about doing it. I think you can just basically make it Deadpool three, even though you don't call it Deadpool three. Yeah. Um, but I think, and the actress who played Domino showed she could hold her own, and I think those three in a film together, you with the right writer who. That same writer, I think he has the ability to write the characters in such a way that they'll all have enough screen time and be able to play off each other and almost be almost like a Whedon-esque type of thing where they're able to give everybody enough screen time and nobody feels slighted and it all makes sense. Yeah. You know, kind of like, you know, as we talked about with Avengers Affinity War, uh, I didn't think anybody 
got the shaft as far as screen time. The story made sense. They each had their part to play. Some of them were a little more than others, but it it all worked out and it all fit, and I didn't feel like we didn't get to see enough of any one character, you know. Yeah. And I think if you're going to do it where you really want to make this about a a team, you, you write it like that, you know. Yeah. Well, Drew Goddard is directing X-Force, and he did, uh, oh, he's one of Josh Whedon's guys. Oh, okay, I know, okay, now that you mention it, I do know the name. Yeah. Um, well, and here's the other thing that was going to be interesting about that is uh, the New Mutants movie is supposed to come out before that. Yeah. So if we get this X-Force movie, are we going to get any crossover from those characters who are in this New Mutants movie, which... I don't know if they're completely revamping this movie from what the with trailer we saw yeah. or if they're you know going cuz I really like the direction they were going cuz it it made it feel like uh have you watched any of the Legion TV show? Mm-mm, I know it's popular but I haven't had a chance to watch any. And it's it. really good, but yeah. it it kind of falls in that same line, you know, the insane asylum type stuff and things like that. Uh I know the first season of Legion is on Hulu. No. Um, you get a chance and you have some opportunity to watch that because it's cool. it's incredible. Yeah. It's it's one of the best produced X Men related visual things yeah. they've done. It's uh that guy who plays uh uh David Holler is just amazing in his role. Yeah. Does it take place in the cinematic X Men universe? Um I don't know. There's there's very loose mention of uh, Xavier. I don't think his name's ever mentioned, mm-hmm. but they do say that the person who is his father is not really his father. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, uh, type of thing. Uh, you know, it, it's really interesting. It's a very cerebral kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. Pun and not really intended, <laughs> but you know, throw it in. Uh, the other thing that's brought in that's that's really cool is the Shadow King. And I didn't Ooh. think they were going to use it. You know, they kept hinting at it and hinting at it. And finally, in one episode, they said, this is the Shadow King. Yeah. And you're like, oh. <laughs> so there's a lot of ties to it. And they leave it open enough that they it could be tied in. Yeah. You know? That's cool. So. Yeah, I'll, uh, need, to, I'll need to check it out. I always see, like, the uh, the soundtrack is always like in my feed on social media to, you know, to buy it on vinyl and stuff like that. And I was like, Whoa, man, like, well, this show must be pretty cool if they're like pushing even the, the score oh, for the TV show. Yeah. I didn't know they did that. That's kind of neat. I'm, I'm severely considering getting a record player and getting some of the vinyl records. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Like <laughs> I that. keep seeing the guardians of the galaxy vinyls at the, uh, the entertain Mart here at the store oh, or yeah. here in town. Yeah. And, then I saw like a, a record collection of uh, Childish Gambino. Oh yeah, and yeah, I, I've considered picking that up a couple of times too. Yeah, yeah, those are all good. Yeah, if you if you do get a record player, then you'll uh-huh. you'll, you'll have to go to uh, what's that company out of Austin? Is it Austin? Uh, Mondo Mondo Tees. Yes. Yeah, because I have a lot a lot of I got a lot of vinyls off of them. Young Guns soundtrack, the uh, uh-huh. Monster Squad soundtrack. Uh, what else? Oh, Wrath of Khan. Because they do like really cool things, like the vinyl yeah. is all like 
you know, painted vinyl and the covers are really cool and they're all remastered and they come with like all kinds of things that uh, like posters and stuff. Yeah. There was one I remember them doing. I, I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but the, the, the record was going to be like a really cool color that really matched with whatever it was now. And I can't remember what it was. Yeah. I think they actually yeah. did. They're the ones that did the Legion, uh, vinyl that, it, that I keep seeing in it. Cause it has like all these psychedelic colors on the vinyl. Nice. Yeah. yeah, and it's got uh, Aubrey Plaza is in it, and uh, yeah, she's she's pretty cool. Um, and it's got uh, she she used to play in Designing Women. She was the blonde, and I okay for uh, anyway. She's Jean Smart. Yes, Jean Smart's in it as well. But yeah, it's 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 really good. It's it's something that if you don't have anything you're watching right now, or you're just wanting to start something new, I would jump on that one really quickly. Yeah. Um, and. You guys out there, if y'all haven't seen it, watch Legion. It's yeah. it's really well done. It's very, I I would say it's right up there with uh, the Netflix Marvel series. You know, Deadpool or Deadpool, Daredevil and uh, uh, Luke Cage. Yeah, cool. Ooh, Luke Cage comes out. What, yes. Next week. This week. Next week. Next 22nd. week. Twenty second. Ooh. Well, sorry, Legion. Hopefully, I can, <laughs> hopefully I can watch you. Yeah, unfortunately, the second season hasn't dropped oh, on Hulu it, yeah, yet. Oh, it just, so it just ended. It. Yeah. Well, so I'm hoping they'll drop. Because last year, when they were doing Legion, it was uh, the episodes were dropping on Hulu the next day after it aired. Oh, and yeah. they didn't do it for the second season. Oh, wow. Oh, but another thing on Hulu, uh, Cloak and Dagger is on Hulu. So if you don't have cable and you've been wanting to see Cloak and Dagger, mm-hmm. it's dropping on Hulu. Oh, yeah. Uh, that one kind of kind of fell off my radar. It was just like, eh. I I I've got it tagged to watch, but yeah. we're kind of in the middle of a couple other things. And like I said, Luke Cage season two is about to drop. So. Yeah, I'll at least check out the first episode just to yeah get a feel for it. Do we have anything else on on Deadpool? No, I think I've I mean I've covered Deadpool. Like I said, I highly recommend this movie. Uh, you know, if 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 you enjoy, if you haven't ever read any of the comics and you enjoy uh, Deadpool as far as the 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 movies and stuff go, I highly recommend the. Uh, I think it came out in '97, the uh, Deadpool '97 series written by Joe Kelly. Yeah. Um, it's it's absolutely the best Deadpool stuff. Now, the little mini series that we talked about earlier about Joe Mad, I highly recommend it too. Mm-hmm. I don't know who wrote that one. I can't remember who wrote that uh, one. I think I saw Fabian Shaza was on the cover that I saw because it, it it was collecting two of them. It was Joe and the other artist. I guess the storyline after the, the circle. Let me go back to that. And and that's where you get a a little bit of the the more quippy, almost like a Spider-Man kind of feel to him. Yeah. Um, and and then it it wasn't until uh. Joe Kelly got a hold of him that you start getting the the breaking of the fourth wall stuff and yeah. things like that and and kind of the split personality uh, idea behind him. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that there's been a, a big evolution of of the character through the comics yeah. to the point where he is definitely not the same character that premiered in uh, New Mutants as he is today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it looks like the the collection that I found. It's I guess it's two storylines. It's got the Circle Chase and Sins of the Past. 
So it's yeah. Fabian Nicieza, Mark Wade, and then Joe Madure and Ian Churchill. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Ian Churchill's the one who did the art for the, the second series. Yeah. That uh, Sins of the Past, which kind of is a, is, it's a sequel to what they did in Circle. Yeah. Bring Black Tom back and bring Shuggernaut back. But this time Siren's in it because at the time, uh, Siren and Deadpool were having a little bit of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the X Force comics, so oh. it's kind of an interesting uh, little deal. But uh, they're both they're both really good, and they were both the precursors to his first ongoing series. Yeah, man, it looks like it's out of print. It's like forty eight bucks on Amazon through third party sellers. I mean, that, that's got that's got to come back in print at some point. Well, I know you can get. Um, they have the uh, the collected editions, the Deadpool classics. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and the Deadpool classics, the volume one, if I remember correctly, has his first appearance, and it has both those miniseries. And I want to say maybe the first and second issue of the ongoing '97 series. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of those. Yeah. There's like three or four volumes of Deadpool classics. Oh, it, here. Yeah. There's more than that. I mean, it was getting up to 10 cause they were going through <laughs> his first appearance all the way up through all of his series. And then they were doing a lot of his collected mini series too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. It looks like it does have those storylines in, in volume one. Yeah. So that would be an easy way to get those storylines. Yeah. And more than just those two. Yeah. Well, let me add that to my wish list now. <laughs> From Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection. Millennium Falcon that you put together. Batteries not included. Nice landing, Han Solo. Uh-oh, come on, Chewbacca. Stormtroopers are coming. Action figures each sold separately. Got them on radar. I'll fire the laser cannon. There's even a hidden storage hatch. Ready for takeoff. Jump to light speed. We're gone. On to the Death Star. Millennium Falcon from Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately. Well, there was a, I don't know, a little Star Wars movie that came out recently what? too. Another Star Wars movie is pe- people. I know. Fatigue? I mean, what kind of crazy world is this we're living in? Where there's new Star Wars movies coming out every year. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> when did we ever think we would say that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, Much to true fandom's chagrin, I guess, because yeah, the, <laughs> the true fans really don't like all this Star Wars stuff. <laughs> I don't know All right, about that. Before we get into Han Solo, have you heard the thing about, and I'm going to forget her name, but the guy, the actress that played Rose, all the crap oh, yeah. that people have been sending her on like her Twitter and Instagram feeds and all this stuff, yeah. saying these true fans hated what she did and all this stuff like that. And I'm yeah. like, I can't even begin to believe that you would do anything do that to anybody. I mean, it's yeah. not right to do that to anybody. Yeah. This bullying behavior, and yet you're doing it to somebody that, and you're calling yourselves true Star Wars fans. Like I feel, I feel ashamed oh, to yeah. count myself as a Star Wars fan for those people. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't consider them fans at that point. Then yeah, the whole no, Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran. Uh, yeah, because even like, however you feel about the movie, and like you know. And, Sorry to say, like I'm I'm on the camp of like that movie didn't just didn't mesh 
well with me. I, I like the movie, you know. I, I, I sure. Up, you know, I ended up buying you know the steel book case because of my weird collector's mentality. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it didn't mesh with me. But you know, it was it was a I, I liked it, you know, overall. But you know, walking out of the theater, like Rose Tico to me was like the best new character uh, that came out of it. She was right. awesome. She was awesome. I and I hope that she it doesn't dissuade her and you know the in the the ninth movie or like her maybe bowing out of it or anything. But I hope right. that doesn't happen. No, I you know here's what I've told somebody. Uh, I told my wife this. I've told a couple other people this. Who you know just ab or not my wife doesn't. She liked it, yeah. but you know a couple other people that just absolutely hated the Last Jedi. Yeah. I mean, just were abysmally just despised it, you know, with every force of their being. I looked at him and I said, look, I had my Star Wars, what Luke did and what everything is, is in those books that happened in the 20 years. Oh, yeah. Everything, you know, he had a kid, Han Solo and Leia had three kids. He married Mara Jade, you know, things like that. That's my Star Wars. That's what I grew up that will always be my Star Wars. Yeah. What they're doing now, I'm enjoying it because I know I still have my Star Wars, yeah. regardless of what they say. Yeah. I still have 20 years worth of books that's my Star Wars. Yeah. That tells a complete and fuller story than Lucas could have ever imagined telling. Yeah. And, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know, there's so much more, and there's so I can go back and read. And I mean, you know, there's so much there to read that I don't need anything else, you yeah. know. Yeah, like I was... what they're doing with these is is almost like an Elseworlds for me. Yeah, and I'm enjoying it, you know. I sure, Last Jedi had some problems. There's some things that didn't make sense. There was a lot of bad communication as far as you know. We could have solved this problem if we'd have just been open and talked to each other. Oh my gosh, yeah, type of thing, you know. <laughs> And I get that. That's, but, that's like a Three's Company storyline. <laughs> yeah, right. But then you wouldn't, you may not have had BB-8 driving an ATST. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, and I, I know a lot of people hated it, but <laughs> I'm going to be honest. When Luke took that lightsaber and tossed it behind his back, I laughed out loud. <laughs> I thought that was the best thing because I'm like, you just kind of said, Eh, screw this <laughs> to everybody who's been speculating what he was going to do. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, he's a hero. He doesn't change. I said, it's been 30 years. People do change. <laughs> you set yourself and run yourself away to an island in the middle of nowhere on a planet in the middle of nowhere. You're going to become kind of salty and sour. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, did it fit with the character that we wanted him to be? No. Yeah. Was it plausible? Sure. <laughs> you know, with the way he did it. And, I, you know, Ryan Johnson, I, I liked the story he's, the stories he's written. And this may not be his strongest story, but I think he's got a lot of good stories in him. And I think I'm excited to see what he's going to do with another uh, whole separate Star Wars trilogy yeah. that hopefully has nothing to do with the skywalkers yeah. you know because if you're not gonna follow the path of the books and we're not going to get Jana and jason solo and we're not going to get uh uh 
young Ben Solo and things like that, then I don't really want to to see, you know. Um, yeah. But sorry, we've gotten all off of Force <laughs> Awakens. All right, not Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. But I, I, I just thought that was a really crappy thing for these people. Oh yeah, it was absolutely horrible. Upset at this, this woman for just acting her part. Yeah, and you I know. Would say uh, there's a really good article on the Hollywood Reporter that was written by Mark Bernardin, who's a, a writer who I've, I think I've talked about on a previous episode. He, he's Kevin Smith's co-host on Fat Man on Batman, uh, but you know he's also a writer. He's he's one of the writers on that new Stephen King uh, series, the uh, Castle Rock. Oh, Castle Rock. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so he's got a lot of credit. He's written comic books. He was, he, I think, he was one of the writers on Static Shock during the New Fifty Two. But he wrote a really good, and he used to work for the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, he was one of the editors, so they they tapped him to write uh, a story on the Star Wars. Uh, you know, the whole thing with Kelly Marie Tran, you know, being chased off of Instagram. Right. And so I would recommend reading that because it's called it's on the Hollywood Reporter. It was published on June eleventh, and it's called Toxic Fandom is Killing Star Wars. Yeah. And, you know, and it's all about, you know, harassment and stuff like that. And, you know, the, you know, the, the quote unquote true fans of Star Wars and all wow. that. It's, it's a pretty good read. So I'd recommend anybody out yeah, there to, to give that I'll a read. Check that out. Yeah. That sounds pretty incredible. You know, I mean, the Internet's made everybody 10 feet tall and bulletproof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but all right. So back to Han Solo. Yeah. Back to Solo, the Star Wars Man. story. All right. So I, I gave my two cents worth on on deadpool and i talked a lot about that i want to hear what you thought about han solo i liked han solo quite a bit i um, i thought it was fun it was a really fun you know summer movie i'm, I'm stuff like you know doing this because you know we're, we're dealing in a time frame of like what 19 years between uh yeah. revenge of the sith and and a new hope so i'm trying to figure out figure out like where in the timeline this movie falls in for him to be Harrison Ford age because it because it, 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 there's a three-year jump from the beginning of the movie up until you know he's you know in the in the Imperial Army mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that, that's always like something that's always in, in my mind but uh, overall I mean I, I, I like this movie quite a bit uh, it does have a lot of that uh, you know Hollywood you know let's check off let's have a checklist of all the stuff solo needs to do <laughs> uh, for the fan, is like okay, so he's gonna you know get his blaster, get his name, which is weird because I would just you know I was content with the fact that his first name was Han, last name Solo. Right. Uh, you know he gets his blaster, meets Chewie, meets Lando Calrissian, does the Kessel Run all on one adventure. Yep. <laughs> so that that was just like yeah, you don't necessarily have to do all that but i mean i guess they're just doing what they believe is fan service but you know in the in the moment that didn't bother me or hit me but until afterwards and i was just like wow they threw a lot of like <laughs> like fan service at us on that which is cool with me i mean if it's the only han solo movie we're gonna get but yeah and that, i'm that, glad they threw everything in there well and i think that's the point i think that they i think they had one shot at this movie oh yeah you know i i don't think there was with all the stuff that was going on and all the kind of bad press that this had got, this movie had gotten to begin with, yeah. with, uh, for one thing, the, uh, the original guys who direct or were going to direct this, the guys who directed, uh, the Lego movie, yeah. you know, uh, either leaving or being fired. I don't remember exactly what, uh, and then, you know, the talks of how bad, 
and even I said this, that the guy who was playing Han Solo, I was like, I've seen him in a couple things and he's not really good. And I had flashbacks of, Oh no, we're getting another Hayden Christensen, <laughs> you know? And, uh, uh, I was pleasantly surprised, you oh. know, uh, I, you know, I mean, things definitely got better and, and helped me turn around when I found out, Oh, Ron Howard's going to direct this now. Well, yes. I mean, how can you go wrong with Ron Howard? You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the answer is you can't, um, not in my opinion. I mean, this, so I think they had one shot at this movie to get all the stuff that people love about Han Solo into one film. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think they did a pretty good job of it. Does it feel a little rushed? Eh, maybe, but it was a fun romp. It it felt like a classic, uh, heist film. The whole thing felt like a classic heist film. And that's one of the things I loved about Rogue One is that Rogue One felt like a classic uh, uh, military or war film. And yeah. they were able to pull that feeling out of it, and they did the same thing in this one, that it, it felt like this classic heist film that, you know, oh, we got to steal this one thing in order to steal this thing in order to steal the big score. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, I wish it was. It felt more heisty at that because it, it seemed like they got what they needed fairly easily like if it wasn't for like that revolt of droids right like like and that, that was just something that they that managed to happen yeah. like i wish i was like oh man they could have done a because what was that book by uh timothy zahn he did he did a a, a better version of that the uh, scoundrels oh yeah which, which was basically like oceans 11 oceans 8 or whatever in space yep. and i was like man i wish they would adapt more of timothy zahn's stuff into these movies I- I wish they'd at least tap Timothy Zahn to write one Star Wars movie. Yeah. Because I would love to see what he could do with just one Star Wars movie. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, I, you know, and like I said, I really liked it. I had a lot of fun with the oh, movie. Yeah, it's definitely fun. It's, it was an awesome movie. <clears throat> I think you have... I still think that the guy playing Han Solo was the weakest link of the actors. Yeah. But he had so many good actors surrounding him that it elevated him yeah you know to a point of where it was still hard for me to believe this is supposed to be who han uh, is harrison ford's han solo yeah but everybody else like i i completely believed uh donald glover oh as Lando. yeah absolutely i mean i no holds bar i was like whoa that that's lando <laughs> you know and you know, and I love the new guy who's playing Chewbacca. I think he's doing great. And, you know, of course, I'm just happy to have a Chewbacca that can do a little bit more action yeah. and stuff like that. I think that guy's really doing a great job. Uh, I, you know, I, I really liked it. I, I, and again, I know I'm one of those ones that I, I find all the good in films more than I find the bad. <laughs> And I can definitely agree that there, this one has some problems, but it doesn't have near as many problems as I think a lot of people are afraid it's going to have. Because yeah. what I keep hearing from people is they're afraid to go see this movie. They're afraid of how bad it's going to be. Yeah. You know, because they got burned by Last Jedi, or they really Last Jedi has left a really bad taste in their mouth, and they just don't want to go see this. And I'm like, go see it. Yeah. You know. And, you know, if you want to talk about the box office and stuff like that, you know, this movie did not do well. You know, it, 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 it didn't break $100 million in the opening weekend. But if you listen to Ron Howard, he said this is the highest 
opening weekend for any Ron Howard movie. <laughs> yeah. And that that's saying something because Ron Howard's a fantastic director. Yeah. You know, and so I mean that's something. It's yeah. it's not what people like to refer to as Disney money, but I think this movie has legs. The other oh, yeah. problem with it, Avengers: Infinity War was had only been out for three weeks, four weeks when this one came out. Yeah. Deadpool had only been out for like two weeks. A week. <laughs> yeah. Maybe two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you still had two really big films in the theater that weren't showing any signs of going away anytime soon. Yeah. You know, so it's hard, you know, and it's it's a hard spot to be in for movies like that and I I think I think as Star Wars fans, we have a lot of people that are that are spoiled and just want to live in in nostalgia instead yeah. of just kind of embracing, hey, look, we're getting new Star Wars stories. Yeah. If you love this universe and you love this world, you may not always like the movies you're going to put out because they are going to be putting out so many now that not all of them are going to be gold. Yeah. But, I mean, if you go back and, and look at the Star Wars, the original trilogy movies without the nostalgia blinders on, yeah. you can see a lot of glaring problems oh, with gosh, them yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, I think people are expecting, like, the. The, the prequel trilogy answered a lot of questions for us that we didn't have in the original trilogy, but people are expecting those answers out of these new movies, where it's just like, what do you mean we're not going to, what do you mean they killed Snoke? Like, we never knew where he came from or what right. he did. And I was like, well, you know what? We never knew a lot about the Emperor Yeah. in the in the original trilogy. It wasn't until, like, the prequels came out that, you know, it started developing a history for us that up until then we had to make up or got through you know, books that, and, and you say that, and this is again, why I think all you people out there that don't want to see Han Solo, because you're afraid it's going to be bad. This movie. And again, a spoiler alert, you know, and all that stuff. This movie has some, a lot of connectivity to it that it took me a, a little while thinking about it after the fact of watching it to see the connectivity in it. Yeah. But there's one fantastic cameo that just ties a lot of stuff together, ties the prequels to this. It ties the, the uh, clone wars uh, animated series to this. It ties the rebels animated yeah. series <laughs> to this. And that's Darth Maul shows up. Yeah. Darth Maul shows up in this movie. Which that enough is gonna be to me would be like oh my god there has to be a sequel, <laughs> right? I have to see what you know what her what's her name Kira what her what her story is with this uh, at well, this point you know that now she's and, gonna be working with with Darth Maul now that what's his name is dead. And who's to say that there's not some follow through in this because they could throw these characters into the Boba Fett movie that's. Yeah. They're working on, or the Lando Calrissian movie, <laughs> or the Lando Calrissian movie, or the hopefully that's true. They're secretly working on the Obi Wan Kenobi movie. Yeah, you know, which, I man, I, which I wish if because I think Darth Maul should be Obi Wan's you know antagonist in that movie if, right. they, if they hadn't already done that in Rebels. I haven't seen all of Rebels, so yeah. I'm not going to say anything on it. I mean, you guys out there who may have already seen Rebels, I had a hard time 
getting to be able to watch Rebels, and I'm kind of yeah. I'm waiting for them to put out like a full Blu-ray collection so I can yeah. get them all and, and watch them. Yeah. I'd wish they I wish they put them on Netflix like they did Clone Wars, but that that hasn't happened yet either. Yeah. So because I I was not able to catch Rebels like I yeah. was Clone Wars. Yeah. I didn't see the last season, so I mean I I only know of that happening like whatever their storyline was just from media but i haven't watched that that right. last season but you know i there's some thought process behind this and yeah. there's some there's some potential for some other things to maybe even show up even in 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 the next star uh, star wars you know number nine yeah that you know some of this could could show up though i think i think maul is 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 dead in the rebel series at some point uh and or at least presumed dead yeah but he can still uh, he can still exist in this universe in that universe because that, that doesn't take place that that probably wouldn't happen until right before a new hope starts anyway so right so right there's a good you know that good gap of 18 years or however many years solo is before a new hope that yeah they so can you, play with. we could very easily get a uh I would like. I mean, I think a second solo movie would be interesting, but yeah. I think they they book they book ended it fairly well. You know, they said, "Oh, we're headed to to Tatooine." You know, but I think that you have some crossover. Kira and 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 Maul could could show up in something else. You know, yeah. Uh, and I think that would be entirely interesting. Yeah. You know, especially since. You know, since Kira is you know alive at the end of this movie, so her story would have to come to some kind of end, right? Because I, you know, I can't imagine that that Han Solo, knowing that you know she's still out there in the galaxy somewhere, unless something happened in their relationship where you know where she's alive, but you know they just fell out of love. But for Han right. Solo to fall in love with Princess Leia, because at this point now it's hard to imagine the fact that you know Han Solo loved somebody else before he fell in love with Princess Leia, right? <laughs> so i'd have to think yeah. that it's somewhere like you know if kira met some demise at some point that you know freed up han solo's heart to love again yeah i you know yeah i i don't know but i, I this movie man it hit a lot of right beats for me oh, yeah. i i it was really a fun movie it was fun to watch it uh I, i've said this before but this this movie reminded me of going and seeing Guardians of the Galaxy because yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy reminded me of the first time I saw Star Wars in theaters. Yeah, just this awe of this fantastic movie, and I got the same feeling from Han Solo as I did from watching Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time. It yeah. was, it was fun. I enjoyed the characters. It was great. You know, Woody Harrelson, and again, it, it, it hit a lot of tropes. And everything like that, but I thought it did it. It did it well and in a unique way, yeah. you know. And oh, yeah. I like yeah. that it uh, there was you know it, it tells a story of a different a different aspect of that galaxy. Like you like the Imperials are only like in the beginning, and then the whole train sequence. You know, there's those uh, snow troopers or whatever. But pretty much, it's all about. You know the the scoundrels and the uh, you know smugglers and stuff like that, which is cool. You know we get to see another aspect of that of that Star Wars universe. There's no Jedi's, there's no Imperials, there's no you right. Know, other than Darth Maul, there's no Sith or anything like that. that yeah. You know, and uh, man, Paul Bettany playing the bad guy 
he was fantastic. Yeah. You know, again, I think you had a really high quality A-list actors yeah. in this film. And he's that, one of the replacement actors, too. Yeah, exactly. They, I can't believe that Ron Howard had to reshoot 70% of this film. Yeah, I think that's, I think for legal reasons, because I think I heard Jeff Johns talking about uh, when Richard Donner stepped away from Superman 2. Uh-huh. Like he had, because I think they filmed Superman and Superman 2 like back to back. And then when he left that and they brought in the other director, I think that there there's a, a rule that if you bring in another director, like 70% has to be new footage. Oh wow! And that that could still be. I mean, of course, that you know, it's thirty thirty five years ago, but I mean, it could still. Right. It, it may still be the same case, and that's. So there's there's a whole other movie of Solo out there somewhere. They made the right choice bringing Ron Howard in. Uh, you know, I I I think had they kept those guys and then that, I don't think. Well, I know this movie wouldn't be the same as it is now, yeah. but I I don't know that it would be as pleasant a surprise as it was. Cause I, I would, I admit it. I was worried about this film. Yeah. Uh, you know, but my worried lessened a lot more when Ron Howard took over. Yeah. I almost wish that they would let him take episode nine instead of just going back to JJ Abrams. Uh, because I mean, that was the whole point of the whole, you know, Disney taking over star Wars was, you know, they were going to give different directors a chance at the helm of these movies. Right. And then I guess with the Last Jedi stuff going on, well, that's weird. well they had a third director, I think, uh, well, and then they got rid of him, and they just went back to J.J., and I was just like, out of a whole sea of talented directors out there, like, why, why go back to the guy that, well, I guess, you know, why, I guess that, that was the whole reason. I was like, yeah, let's go back to the guy that made us all those millions on the first, the right. first of these movies. Which I don't have a problem with J.J. Abrams. I just no, from, no, no. From, from a standpoint, I, I, I like of, the idea of having different directors. Yeah. What I I don't like the idea of is having different writers for each film. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I really wish they'd keep one writer for all three. If you're going to do a trilogy, keep the same writer for all three films yeah. because they can make a cohesive story instead of trying to follow somebody, which is what Ryan Johnson did with with Last Jedi. He was following behind whoever wrote. Uh, Force Awakens yeah. and their ideas and what the first writer set up may not have translated and in, into what Ryan Johnson and I think that's true. I think I think there's a little bit of disconnect between Force Awakens and uh, Last Jedi because you have two different writers writing it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's and, almost like I'm sure they have like a Bible that they're following, but they're just like, oh yeah, they're like as, as long as we get from this point to this point, just do whatever you want in the middle. Right. But, you, you know, know, but the so. story is going to end a certain, I'm sure they already know how this whole thing is going to end, but they're, yeah, just, yeah, I wish they just use the same, just have one, one group of writers and have the story all laid out and just bring in the directors to, you know, do their thing with it. Cause I think even with right. solo, like they didn't even change the script. Like Ron Howard used the same script and then just, you know, did the Ron, his Ron Howard thing. Yeah. And I mean, again, I can't complain about it. I, I I had a lot of fun with this movie, and I highly recommend it. And if if you're one of those Star Wars fans out there who are hesitating to go see this movie because you're afraid of how bad it's going to be, it's really not that bad. Yeah. It's it's a good movie. It's a good fun watch. Even if even if you don't want to consider it a Star Wars film, it's a decent sci-fi film. Yeah. I don't know. That whole Kessel Run thing was kind of sketchy with me. 
Oh, I enjoyed it. I was glad to see it finally in in real life. <laughs> Even though I remember uh, the reading the book about it, you know, and him doing it and everything like that. And that's still, you know, there's a whole Han Solo trilogy that kind of oh yeah talks about Han Solo before he meets the the rebels and everything like that and and stuff like that. And I really like that three book series. He deals with the huts, you know, and things like that. And there's a lot going on in that. And that's a good three book series that will satisfy your need. If you don't like what they did in this Han Solo film. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, it's been a while since I read the books. I don't know any details and I don't know if they took anything from those books to put into this. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean, you've got a, a veritable resources, material resources there of stories that have been told and things like that. And I'm not saying you have to go back and tell the exact story that's in that book. Yeah. But if you could throw a little bit of something from those books into these stories to 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 at least feel some connectivity, you know, from some of your fans. But... Again, I, I'm having fun with what they're doing with Star oh, yeah. Wars. There may be a come a time where I don't like what they do with it. Yeah. And and, and at that point I'm done. But uh, as I said earlier, my my Star Wars and where after returning the Jedi and where it picks up is in the books. Yeah. You know. Uh now I I I still the prequels are still a part of my universe. The the Rebels TV series I think is a fantastic thing. The Clone Wars TV series I say makes the prequels a better story just because of that TV series. Yeah. And then, you know, Rogue One and things like I, I like throwing that one in there, but you know, the rest of the books, they're they're what comprise my Star Wars. Yeah, like that's yeah, yeah and and it's still there. Like yeah. I can I can go back and go to my bookshelf and relive, you know that that you know like to me the Thrawn trilogy by Timothy Zahn, oh, like like gosh. that that's that's the true to me in my heart is the you know the episode eight nine and eight, ten eight nine and ten yeah yeah no I I agree completely I think I think that's a fantastic in uh, it's a nice wrap up to that that nine or that that nine part series. Yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah, it, the, the Thrawn trilogy is, is probably my favorite of the, all the star Wars books that have been written yeah. is, is that three, that three part series is just incredible. Yeah. I would read anything, anything Timothy Zahn does. And I'm glad that they, they've got him doing the, uh, the Thrawn, the, you know, like this new version of grand Admiral Thrawn. Since, uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause they introduced him in rebels, right? Yes, and yeah. The last season. Yeah, so they have... The last two seasons, yeah. Yeah. So then he wrote an origin book for him that is yeah, know, considered canon. Yeah, I, I, I have it on my wish list and I haven't bought it, but now there's a second one that comes out in the fall, I think, like a sequel to that Thrawn book. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. cool. And I think that has to do with more more with his relationship between him and Vader. So I'm just like, oh my God, that's going to be so awesome. Well, yeah. So. Oh yeah. Okay, I see it now. Whoop. Yep. Adding those to my list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> we have any other business of Star Wars or? Man, I that's pretty much it. You know, that's all I've got yeah. to uh, talk about. I mean, I'm not gonna get to see Incredibles two this weekend. So. Oh, yeah, me neither. 
<laughs> but when we do, we'll get back behind the mics and give our take on that. Yeah, yeah. And let's see, let's see, we might have uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm ready for that. Oh, here's one. Have you? Did you see the trailer for the Spider-Man Edge of Spider-Verse oh, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, movie? Oh, my God, that looks incredible. And uh, had uh, uh, Spider-Gwen in it. Uh, I, I like the idea of the character. I don't think they've always done her well, but yeah. I did enjoy the the at least the first two comic series they yeah. did with. And I'm not sure what they're doing with her now because I'm a little out of touch on the on that side of the comics. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she, uh, I like the idea that she, you know Gwen got bit by the spider instead of Peter. Yeah. I, I think that's a really interesting concept and I, I like kind of what they did with their character and they kind of little, did a little role reversal with it yeah. and then Peter ended up dying uh, you know and I, I I think she's an interesting character I, I know a lot of people don't like her and everything. I think she's a better character than Gwenpool was oh gosh yeah <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see like what other. Deadpool was a bit of a stretch for me, <laughs> and I tried. I was like, okay, I'm gonna read the first couple issues, and man, it would they they were garbage for me. <laughs> you know, I I'm and I'm I'm sorry to the artist and the writer, but man, I I I didn't like it. Yeah, I really didn't. Yeah, I'm behind. I'm like I'm just now reading Spider-Man 800. <laughs> yeah, which is like I, what came out what a, little, a month ago or last month, something yeah. like that. Which is a really good story. I mean, Dan Slott, he's ending it in a pretty awesome way. So. Yeah. I'm, ending his run, I mean. Man, I'm about two years behind on Dan Slott stories. Ooh. Yeah. It just... It, Chase has still been picking them up. Yeah. But, man, I hadn't been able to read them, so... I... 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 I'll see. I read the first couple issues right after Infinity. The Maybe the oh, first yeah. story arc right after Infinity where Peter Parker came back and he's got this, you know, multi-billion dollar company and everything. And yeah. I, I haven't read anything since then. Oh, wow. <laughs> on Spider-Man. So I, I'm way behind. Yeah. Well, you got a lot of good stuff to catch up on. I don't know who's taken over after Dan Slott transitions oh, to the Fantastic yeah. Four, but who did I read? Uh, I don't know. I was excited about Dan Slott doing Fantastic Four. And there was something else he was going to be doing. I think he's doing... I think it's Iron Man? Yeah, maybe. Or some Iron Man title? <laughs> I, I did pick up the new uh, Deadpool number one that Scotty Young is writing. Oh, really? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and I'm kind of stoked about that. Cause yeah. I don't know if you read any of the uh, I Hate Fairyland, Mm-mm. but I, I enjoyed it. It was fun, and he was doing the illustrating and writing it. So yeah. I'm kind of curious to see him do Deadpool because... Uh, I was a little disappointed in Posehn's Deadpool. <laughs> I forgot he was writing that. He he did for a little while, but he he was co-writing. To be fair, yeah. he was co-writing, uh, and uh, I I didn't care for that first story arc. But I, I like I said, I picked up the first issue of this one just to see how it is and everything like that. And uh, I need to. I picked up the. Uh, I got the precursor wedding stuff for the X Men wedding. And then I, I didn't know about the uh, Batman and Catwoman getting married, so I'm going to have to pick that one up. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny you say that because I, I ordered the uh, Joe Madeira cover of that one. Oh, nice. Yeah, because he had it on his website. He had done an alternate uh, cover 
for that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get Nance autograph too. So I'm just, oh, I'm going to pick that up. Man, he's been a big part of my life this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's everything I got. I don't, you got anything else? Uh, the only other thing I wanted to see if you saw was the uh, the Bumblebee trailer from last week. That was something I was going to bring up last week. I did see that, yeah. Man, I don't know. I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Because uh, it's, it's got a different director. The robots look like they did, you know, in the 80s, like Bumblebee's, you know, beetle form. You know, he has the, right. you know, the headlights on his chest. Like, you can tell that, you know, his robot form, you know, when he's a robot, it, you can tell, like, his vehicle form would be a beetle because he's, you know, has those parts on him. Starscream right. looks like he transforms the way the Starscream toy did. Yeah. And that brief, like, because yeah, I, I screenshot the heck out of that, that trailer. So I was just like, oh my god, is like the Starscream, you know, and he's a, a fighter jet, and like his when he transformed, like his nose cone, you know, folds into his chest, and his head, his face looks more Starscreamish than the, you know, the bug designs that you know Michael Bay wanted for the Decepticons. So mm-hmm. I was I was really impressed by it. Like I hope it it, it does well if it's going to be like the last of these movies before they try to relaunch the franchise down the road. Right. But yeah, it looked good. And plus, it takes place in the '80s, so it's got me there. I was looking on IMDb and it has, you know, Peter Cullen as the voice of Optimus Prime. So uh-huh. there might be an Optimus Prime cameo somewhere in there. I was really intrigued by the trailer. I'm like, okay, yeah. this, this, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see that. And then, you know, seeing, uh, I don't know if you saw John Cena's in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so that's interesting. It and, seems uh, like a, it's kind of like ET to me. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. So I, I'm, I'm really curious to, to see it now. Yeah, <laughs> it it looks fun. Yeah, it looks yeah, it looks like it'll be a fun movie. Speaking of uh, the trailers drop, the uh, live action Dumbo trailer dropped today. Did you get to see oh, that yeah, one? So yeah, I watched it this morning. That yeah. was that looks fun. It, it looks yeah. neat. Oh my god, like it. it I know op- they had it, to throw the human element in there and everything like that, you know, just to keep it a little bit fresh, you know. And so I'm kind of excited about yeah. that. Oh my gosh. And then uh, it it almost hadn't like it because it opened with that song. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god, like I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this minute and twenty <laughs> seconds. Because I I love that movie as a child and it just like, yeah. Whew. And I I didn't know Tim Burton was directing it until I mean, yeah. I, I knew the movie was in development, but I guess that's a little detail I didn't know. I can't remember if I knew that ahead of time or not. I think I might have known it like a couple weeks ago when they first said they were gonna get ready to drop this trailer. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty cool. And then this is, you know, purely me. I, I, I love this franchise and I'm so excited that they're finally dropped a trailer for it, but the new, uh, how to train your dragon. Oh yeah. Uh, dropped not too long ago. And yeah. man, that, that just <laughs> gave me goosebumps. I'm just so excited for that movie. <laughs> I actually watched that trailer last night for the first time. Yeah. Yeah, like I still have not watched any of those movies, but I mean, I know like you're a huge fan of those, and like they have like a cartoon also, right? Like a yeah, series. they've got the they did okay, so they did the first movie, and then they did the second movie, and then no, I guess they were okay, they were they did a series on Cartoon Network called Defenders of Burke, mm-hmm. no, Riders of Burke, and then the second season was called Defenders of Burke. Yeah, and then they did the second movie. And uh, they, Cartoon Network lost the rights for it, and then all of a sudden their Netflix picked up the rights to do the series. Like DreamWorks has signed an exclusive deal with with Netflix that 
they get all their like animated series or some kind of thing like that. Uh, so they were going to do a new series, and we thought it was going to be after How to Train Your Dragon 2 movie. Yeah. Well, no, it, it, it follows right after the other two series that were on Cartoon Network and takes you through all the way up to right before the second movie. Oh, wow. Wow, that's some uh, that's some. So thought. there's things you see in the second movie that now in this TV series – and they just finished that TV series up. Like the last season of it just dropped recently, oh, so wow. we get we're not getting any more seasons of that TV series. So we're yeah. not getting anything else for that until the new movie comes out next year. So it was neat watching the second movie and you seeing all these things, and then seeing in the the this TV series that have chronologically takes place before, but in actuality came out after. You get to see how he develops or a lot of these things develop see a really cool transition of the things that you saw in the movie are being developed in this TV series, you know, little things and stuff like that without going into a whole lot of details because it'll kind of spoil it for some people or whatever. Because it's a, it's a neat, it's a neat journey, you know, to watch it through and things like that. And it's fun. um, And it's goofy and, you know, it's it's one of those things that's just fun to watch and, and play with. Yeah. Uh, really? The boy really likes it. and yeah. uh, We've fallen in love with the DreamWorks series. There's one called Troll Hunters that's a fantastic series that was written by uh, Guillermo del Toro. Oh, really? Uh, and it's uh, Anton Yeltsin does the voice of the main character. Oh, really? Up until the... They just did the last season of it also, yeah. and he, he didn't do the voice in that last season because he'd already passed. Yeah. But they had him recorded for the first two seasons of oh, it. Wow. You got anything, any other coverage you want to do? No, that's, that's pretty much it. I that's, Of course, that's the second time I've said that. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh-huh. Still, are you going to any, any conventions in the area? No, I... My uh, friend of mine in Houston is planning on doing a board game convention Ooh. in uh, September, and I'm thinking I might go to that, but it just depends on how things fall. Yeah. And all, so mm. we'll see. I'd like to go to that. Um, I'm I'm not going to get to go to Gen Con this year again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, that's still one of my dream conventions is to make it up to Gen Con, yeah. which is the gaming convention up in uh, Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, I haven't I haven't been keeping track around here. I know Alamo City is in October, but I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to make that one. I am thinking of going to Austin in November to go to the Mystery Science Theater 30th anniversary tour. Oh, cool. Yeah, even, though, even though there's a showing here in Dallas. Like, I'm considering going to the one in Austin. <laughs> This has been a full a full episode, guys. We talked about a lot yeah. of stuff here, uh, and we, we promised we were going to keep these coming out as, as frequently as we can do them. Uh, we're we're already tied with the amount of episodes that we put out last year. Hey, with all this, right. With this one, yeah, we're neck and neck with last year. Just... So any, anything beyond now is going to be going to be pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, so stay tuned, guys. Uh, keep following us on uh, social media. Follow us uh, at Near Mint Fanboys on Facebook at Near Mint fanboys on twitter and you know keep following us we'll do more contests 
uh, yeah. to gain more followers. I did a, a contest for the last episode uh, where I had I was asking if, if anybody could guess the theme song I used. Uh, you know, they would win another uh, from a stash of the Blu-ray uh, photobomb uh, Deadpool DVDs. No one's got it right yet, so we, we still get to retain our, our copy of uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Don't ask me. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize how hard how hard it was going to be. I had one person take a guess at it, but they actually listened to the, our first episode, not the most recent one. They gave me the guess for the uh, the wrong the wrong one, the kid video theme song I was using before I started oh, doing yeah. these. But um, yeah, so you know, so keep you know keep listening, keep following us. Uh, we're going to do a lot more of these, we promise. And until next time, I guess we'll just see you guys on the flip side.